The 2020 MLS season opener just around the corner in a couple of days. We get to catch up with Red Bull defender Tim Parker, who spent some time talking about preseason camp in Arizona and a look ahead to the game against FC Cincinnati. We also check in with one of the newest members of the Red Bull family, goalkeeper David Jensen. This is our Players Only podcast, kicking it on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Preseason in the books as the New York Red Bulls getting set to welcome in FC Cincinnati on Sunday, March 1st. Good to be back with you on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network, our weekly podcast. This time around, it is our players only kicking it. We'll have goalkeeper David Jensen in our second segment, the newest Red Bull signee, uh, but wanted to get this one up and going with Tim Parker, who's good enough to give us some time here. Tim, a preseason um, a successful, I think, preseason when you think of it. You know, a lot of changes, obviously, from one to the next. And for whatever the reason, thinking about having a new player on and then you as a returning player, um, so much of the impact of the veteran guys and the influence of this preseason has been just about that, the change in leadership and a player like you kind of taking the reins a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, obviously, with as many changes as we made in the offseason and then a couple of new guys that we've brought in and then even the younger guys that have gotten promoted from USL and then you look at some of the younger guys that were on the first team last year but didn't really get as much minutes as maybe they liked that now they're going to get their opportunity this year and just getting everyone to buy in and showing them like the different levels in, in between USL to the first team and how much more we demand and what we kind of expect out of these guys. You know, at 26 – and a couple years into Major League Soccer, a few years into your career, do you feel like you you are in essence ready to kind of make that transition from not just very good player, but very good player slash team leader? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, when it comes down to it, I might be one of the most more, more experienced guys here right now. So um, kind of transitioning into that uh, role is something that I have to embrace, you know, and I think it, it – I think I do fit that role as a, as a leader in whatever capacity it may be just because I have a voice um, and uh, I'm not really afraid to say kind of what's on my mind. So I think guys can appreciate that, but they also know what they're going to get. Tell me a little bit about the roster makeup of this team right now with the changes that took place, the veteran players like Luis, like Brad, like a Connor Laid, uh, and then the moves with both outside backs in Kamar and Amir. Um, it's probably been this preseason a little bit more about growing and coming together to kind of solidify who's going to not just take on the leadership roles, but for you specifically, who's going to be to your left and who's going to be to your right. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, what you kind of said is like, it's not just so much leadership role, but like at the same time, who's going to be like the voices on the field that we're going to hear. Cause you know, you used to hear Brad a lot. You used to hear Luis a lot. You used to hear guys in between them uh, sometimes partake, but I mean, they were two strong personalities on the field that uh, we need to with that we need to fill. And then, like you said, like the outside back positions are going to be interesting. You know, I think 
when Duncan came in last year before he got hurt before the playoffs, I thought Duncan was in really good form. So I think uh, him moving forward, it's going to be interesting to see how he takes this season and takes him takes it into his growth as like a player and into his career. And then on the left hand side, we've got a good battle right now. You know, I think uh, Segrist has done well, and then Tolkien, who's obviously been a Red Bull for a while now, but uh, finally has earned a spot with the first team, is is doing well. And I mean, he understands the system and understands what we want out of him. So for him, it's kind of just putting that stuff together. Take me back a little bit, if you can, to the last couple of years for you with New York. You had 2018, win the Supporters' Shield. Uh, at that particular point, um, the most points in the regular season, the league's best defense. It, it, was last year frustrating in a way that things in, in some capacity didn't necessarily click? And so many people would look in on the team and say, well, they're giving up a lot more goals last year than they did in 2018. Yeah, I think it was definitely uh, – it was hard to – it was a hard pill to swallow last year, you know, because I think when a lot of people looked at us from the outside in, it was a lot of the same team. You know, it was a lot of the same starting 11 that we would have um, compared to 2018 minus maybe Tyler. So people were like, why are they giving up so many goals? What's the issue here? Um, but I think it was it was, a multi- it was multiple things. You know, I think there was a lot of stuff that – we were trying to iron out as a group that we couldn't really iron out as clean as we really wanted. And hopefully, like, coming into this preseason, we're able to iron those things out. And it's kind of stuff that we've been stressing as as preseason has been going on. Uh, as a back line, but as a group of 11 in general, I think uh, that those kind of issues and what we kind of statistically looked at were goals against-wise. And how they, how they came up is what we kind of are trying to work towards now. When you look... Uh, coming ahead into the 2020 season, which will start on Sunday. Um, do you guys as players look at some of the MLS media and the pundits that do the preseason predictions? Um, do you pay attention to any of that stuff? Because in essence, a lot of people have written this team off, which has been so good from essentially 2013 till now. A lot of people have said this is going to be a down year for the New York Red Bulls. I try to avoid like reading the MLS app stuff, um, but you know I have spoken to a couple of people who think um, generally, generally, uh, Red Bull have been kind of that underachieve like overachieving team in terms of uh, what we spend a comparison of what we get points wise and playoff wise, and I think when we look at it, it's it's one of those situations again this year where he kind of put in in words of uh, like this might be our biggest task in terms of hopefully overachieving, and I was like. You know, I mean, I think we can look at it that way, but we want to get guys into the system that can buy into it and play that system. And hopefully the system obviously uh, outweighs the players. Tell me about the system for you specifically as a, a center back. You sometimes are left, whether it's you or Aaron or Amaro, whoever might be in that spot, um, sometimes left on an island a little bit, but have a lot of flexibility to sometimes join the attack, to sometimes have to, you know, track, obviously, is your defensive responsibilities. Is it? For lack of a better question, is it fun to be a center back in the Red Bull system? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, <clears throat> it's easy to hide in maybe other systems, but here it's very difficult to hide. You know, I think you're put on in 1v1 situations or or tough decisions that you have to make that can either stop a play or cause, or cause a play. So I think here it's one of those things where they rely a lot on you and center back might be one of the most important positions just because of your decision making and how much they demand out of you. So for me, I think it's a lot of fun. 
Um, but obviously there's ups and downs with it. You know, I mean, you're not going to get every decision right. There's going to be decisions that go against you and you kind of just got to go with it and hope that you hope that you get the next one right. You know, the, the first preseason camp to the second, whether it's Florida, Arizona, getting ready for um, the MLS season to open for you. I would think you almost have to develop a relationship, not just with Aaron, but with Amro, who ascends, uh, in essence is uh, a guy who rotates in and plays that center back spot as well, whether there will be others, a Sean Nealis or somebody like that. Is, is the role that you take on and play, is it different depending on who you're playing with? I try not to make it different. You know, I think um, I expect the same things out of Amro that Aaron would do and the same for Aaron that Amro does. You know, I think um, it's one of those things where I know, obviously, Aaron may be going away on international duty. Um, Amro has that opportunity as well. And if Nealis fills in, I think Nealis knows what I expect out of him, too. So um, it's one of those things where you try to keep a, a, a simple line of what you want standards wise. And they're high standards to keep, but I think in order to play in this system, like I've said, like as that, as those center backs, you have to be, you have to be willing to be relied on and that everyone can trust you. You, you spoke before of the competition battle that I think will probably go on for a little while at left back. Um, right now, Patrick Segris, John Tolkien have been the two guys that through preseason have been there, both very young, uh, one right out of college, one straight out of the academy. What do veteran players like yourself, like Aaron, um, like Amro, how do you walk the, I'll say walk the line between being a positive, you already have a smile on your face, you know what's coming, <laughs> between being a calming positive influence and also getting in their face uh, when they might make a mistake? It's, I'd like to say it's a, it's a, it's a small line to walk, but um, other people might walk it a little bit nicer than I do. I think, I think it's just one of those things where like, I'm going to like, if I yell at you, like it's not yelling at you cause I don't like you. You know, I think it's yelling at you so that you get my point so that next time you know, what's what I expect out of you. I think, um, it's just one of those things where, uh, Tolkien who's been at Red Bull so long knows so many familiar faces and we might be like, Tolkien, it's all right. We'll get the next one. And I'm like, no. Like, Tolkien, you need to know that this is what we expect. Like, I know you, everyone's going to be, like, everyone's nice to you here because you've been here a long time, but this is what we need you to do, and that's it. Like, there's no, like, if ands, or buts. But obviously, it's all, it's all like, a nice way of putting it. It's just you don't want to – I mean, you want to get the, your point across, but then obviously be able to talk to them about it. I don't think it's, like, yell, 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 and then they're mad at you or they are telling you to – um, back off or anything. Keep it clean, so, Parker. Yeah, they're, telling it you, clean. they're telling you to back off. So I think it's one of those things where you have to be able to yell at them but then explain why. Because if they don't understand why, they're just going to try to start blocking you out. To be fair, I've seen plenty of uh, preseason practices and training. Um, the way you described it, I knew where, where you were heading from a vocal standpoint. I'm glad that you kept it <laughs> nice and clean. We, we do air over the Internet, so we don't have to necessarily censor <laughs> ourselves, but we do want young kids to be able to listen to it as well. Um, speaking of preseason, um, the, the trips to Florida, the trips to Arizona, I was able to spend a, a good amount of time here in Arizona, and I am always amazed at the competitive nature um, when you guys are on the training field. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be the 5v2. It could be my favorite when I watch the 3v2 and you guys really get after it with one another. What I have learned about this group since I've been involved in 2015, nobody likes to lose. Yeah, 
yeah, and I think that's uh, <clears throat> that's a good way to explain it. Like, if you watch our sessions, I mean, every game that we play, it's kind of like we're going after it 100. percent And when one team's kind of uh, beating up another team pretty bad, the coaches try to give that other team a like a a gimme almost in some way. And I think obviously it pisses off the winning team, but it gives that losing team a chance to come back and then make it close, and then it's competitive again, and we're right at each other's throats. A couple of highlights for me that I was able to catch in Arizona. About a five to ten minute debate between you and Sean Davis over potential handball. Uh, and then I'll follow that up with um, a couple of days before the last preseason game uh, against Sporting Kansas City. You had the winning goal. That had to feel pretty good, right? Because <laughs> you don't get to score all that often. So when you can do it in training, it actually looks even better. Yeah, it's uh, obviously Sean's handball dilemma. Have you let that go yet? Well, here's my take is that from my angle, I don't know if it hits his hand or not. But because he slips, I assume it hits his hand. He's going to show you, like, the ball mark on his hit. stomach. Um, regardless, I let that go. He he was coming after me pretty hard after training about it. Um, and the goal today, we were, we were up 9-8, and I turned to Aaron, and I was like, Aaron, I know, like, we're up 9-8, but I'm just going to get in and I'm going to shoot it no matter what. Like, it doesn't matter if someone's wide open. I'm just going to shoot it. And he was like, no, please just, like, assess the situation. It's 3v2. Like, look look to see if you can pass the ball to someone that's open. I was like, no, I'm literally just touching it and shooting it. And if we win, then that's it. And it actually worked out, which it usually doesn't. Parker for the win, yeah, right? It, I mean, it usually doesn't it. work out that way. Tim, let's talk a little bit about um, the game coming up on Sunday against FC Cincinnati, a team that was an expansion side last year, really struggled um, to get results. But in a way, if you think back to the Open Cup game from a few seasons ago, has developed a nice rivalry with this New York Red Bull team. Yeah, you know, and I think they've obviously put together some missing pieces um, off the field, so I th on the field and off the field, but... <clears throat> It's going to be an interesting match. You know, I think uh, last year they played us tough at Red Bull Arena, and then when we were there on the road, it was a tough game as well. Um, it's a team that's still trying to find their identity in the MLS. So I think uh, for us, we have to uh, instill our game, you know, play our game right away, push our game right away, and especially at home as a home opener, uh, we want to make sure that we're putting the fans on the feet right away. Do you look at the, the beginning part of the schedule, which is ta challenging, right, with a lot of road games, three of the first four, uh, and then you follow that up after being home with Orlando at the end of March. You have trips to Chicago, trips to Toronto. So taking advantage, obviously, when you are at home becomes almost more paramount to get off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're tough away games, like you said. I think um, Salt Lake away, Minnesota away, we haven't played at yet, so that'll be an experience in itself. But um, Miami away. In the first uh, in the first couple of weeks of the season, we got some real tests. But um, to be able to pull some points out of those games is going to be important. When you think of it, for you, the way that your Red Bull career started, you kind of swooped right in and started playing right away, right in the Champions League. Um, do do you and you're a new and you're a uh, New York guy anyway? But do you feel more comfortable here, year number three, than maybe you have the last two? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I've um, kind of said that to the coaching staff as well. I think. It's always hard when you're a new guy coming into a new team and you're like a vocal guy and kind of a, a little bit of a stronger personality, I guess, um, to fizzle into such a, a veteran locker room. You know, you have like guys like Ryan, Brad, Luis, Connor, like a bunch of guys that have been here like five plus years. So it's hard to kind of just fizz it, like fit in and have your voice right away. You know, so I think I kind of had to earn that. And last year, obviously, it was tough being not as good or as strong as we were. 
the previous year. So um, obviously this year it's kind of like coming into my own, having my voice again, wanting to be the player that I want to be. Having your voice important. Um, let, let's finish with this one. From a coaching perspective, you said I, I was, I've been able to maybe talk a little bit more about the player that I want to be and become. Um, how's the dynamic with, with Chris Armis, with the rest of the staff? What have you seen maybe as a change from them from, from last year at the beginning of the season to this year with preseason uh, wrapping and, and them probably feeling more comfortable with you guys as players as well? Yeah, and I think um, we want them to be critical. You know, I think we want them to hold us more accountable to things that we expect each other to do. Um, it's one of those things where Chris is Chris is such a good good guy, knows football so well, good coach, but we want him to be harsh. Like we want it, like if it's my fault on the goal, like don't don't take the fault for it in the media. Like let us take the blame for it because at the end of the day, it's one of it's something that we're getting paid to do, and if we're not doing our job, we deserve to take the take the knife for it. Tim, appreciate you coming by, giving us some time, uh, getting us ready for the game on Sunday. Can't wait to see you back on the field. Look forward to nothing but success for you all here in 2020. Yeah, thanks, Matt. It's been a, it's been fun. That's Tim Parker, who, of course, will join us later on during the course of the season. We've got uh, Red Bull goalkeeper David Jensen. We'll spend some time with him, get to know him a little bit on the backside of this quick timeout. It's our players-only podcast, Kicking It, on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Download the New York Red Bulls app today to stay up to date on everything New York Red Bulls. Buy, share, and scan your tickets. Get all the latest news and content and listen to New York Red Bulls radio in English and Spanish. Then flip to arena mode to find concessions near your location and get real-time answers from the Red Bulls chatbot. Available now on iOS and Android or visit NewYorkRedBulls.com for more information. And we are back here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. We are getting set for the FC Cincinnati game with the MLS season opener coming up. New York wrapping up their preseason in Arizona. We thank Tim Parker coming by, giving us some comments and some words leading in to what should be a great start to the 25th season of Major League Soccer. Really excited for this one. One of the newest members of the organization is, of course, goalkeeper David Jensen. And he gives us some time here on our Players Only podcast, kicking it. Um, David, I'd have to think for you just getting your feet under yourself is probably where you're at right now. Busy off season, the transition to major league soccer, spending time with Arizona, going back and forth on some planes, probably wondering right now, just what time zone you're in, right? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to be here. Um, let me, let, let me, let me begin with that uh, for sure. And uh, a warm welcome uh, from the boys has been great. And uh, I think I've, 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 you know, I got a good start. Um, the most important thing right now, I mean, in the beginning, was uh, was for sure the the, the time difference. But uh, we, we're like eight hours from uh, from Europe right now. Um, so I mean, the first the first nights uh, were pretty tough. I was waking up like three three a.m. Uh, and again six and seven and yeah whatever. So, um, but I mean, slowly I've. I've I've got used to it, and uh, and now I'm 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 actually fresh in the mornings and uh, and ready to perform. I'm not a hundred percent sure the answer to this question, but I'd have to think whoever was your roommate <laughs> in the preseason in Arizona, it was probably a little bit of a challenge for them because you had to adjust, and then they had to adjust to you. But that that's I guess just all part of the process. Yeah, my roomie, my roomie has, uh, has been uh, uh, Matthias Janssen, so uh, so he, he he kind of knows uh, the time difference, and he he knows what I'm 
what I'm going through, uh, especially the first the first couple of nights. So uh, it hasn't been a problem at all. Um, so I mean, it, it has been fine so so far. And as I told, as I said before, I'm fresh and I'm you know my my head is clear and uh, I'm ready to perform. Talk about your playing career up until this point, because you come to Major League Soccer, um, came up through the the Denmark youth national team, played professionally, were a number one goalie, and then maybe kind of not lost your way, but just one of those things that happened. Coaching change, and now all of a sudden you go from playing a lot to not playing a lot, um, which then opens the door for an opportunity to come here to the States. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, um, yeah, I got my first professional contract was when I was 16 years old in Denmark. And, um, and uh, yeah, I was a part of, of, of the first team squad uh, back then. So that was pretty, pretty big. Um, got my debut in the, in the Danish Superliga when I was, uh, let me see, I think I was 20, 20 something, 20. Um, and then I got injured. A horrible uh, knee injury, actually. Uh, was out for nine months. Got back and um, and yeah, as a 23-year-old, a 22-year-old, I think um, I was actually number one in my in my Danish club. Uh, played there for two, three seasons, and then I uh, then I uh, got a transfer to 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 Utrecht in in Holland, where um, I was supposed to be actually on the bench for for the first half a year to get uh, to get to you know. To see how how things work, and um, but he got injured the first goalie, so I got the chance, and uh, and I actually played uh, the first, yeah from from uh, from from I think from the third month I was there I played uh, three years straight. Um, so that was great. I mean, uh, more than 110 games for, for 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 the club in in the best league in Holland. That 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 was that that was pretty important. That was pretty big. Um, so uh, so yeah, new 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 coach came uh, the, my last my last half a year in the club and uh, yeah he uh, you know that's football sometimes he 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 had some some, some new eyes on on the game he uh, he wanted an even younger goalie than than I was um, so uh, I mean yeah I I did what I could and um, I uh, I tried to stay sharp uh, if if my chance. Uh, should should come again, but it didn't. I mean, I I, I got some cup games, some friendly games uh, during during that uh, half a year. But uh, everyone knew that that I, I wasn't supposed to be on the bench. I mean, I love I love playing football, and and I'm and I'm you know in a stage of my career where where I have to play football. I have to play, uh, and and I feel best on 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 the big scene. So. Uh, yeah, when uh, when New York Ripple uh, came, uh, you know, that I wasn't really uh, in doubt of of, of of anything. That was just a yes, and uh, and I was ready to uh, and I was ready to go. Tell me what in that process of um, leaving where you were, coming to the states with the Red Bulls. What what do you know as a player in Europe about Major League Soccer, about the New York Red Bulls? I, and I and I ask that. I always ask that of anyone who comes. I'll say the other direction yeah, coming yeah. back across the pond because obviously the the sport of football soccer here in the states it, it's number one in Europe without question um, and and sometimes Major League Soccer maybe has a reputation of being a level down so what does a David Jensen know about the Red Bull organization before he says yes yeah um, I mean 
it was it it was a bit of a surprise uh, that that New York Red Bulls uh, came with this offer. I mean, I was like, wow, okay, this is a big opportunity for me to to start a new chapter, not only on the pitch but also outside the pitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, that that you know that was the reason why I, I I was like, okay, this is a great opportunity, and 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 as as you say, th- this league this league is 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 growing right now, and. Um, you know, more and more players, big players, come to, to to this league because you know the reputation, the 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 focus. It's just it has been bigger and bigger, like for for each year. So uh, you know, I was I was actually ready to take that chance, and um, and I mean, I I've, I've you know I've I've been here for for eight days now. I played one game, and it's a good level. It's a very very good level. We have a good team, um, very very good players, techn- t- technical wise, individual. Very very strong, um, and especially on this team, I think um, you can really feel this togetherness that 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 you know every team w- wants to have. But 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 sometimes that not, that's not the case. But I mean, in this team, you really have it, and um, it's a good group of players. Does it help you, David Jensen, to have even though? on the younger side, have a couple of other guys from Europe, have a Matthias Jorgensen who you can come in room with, have a Josh Sims that you can sit and talk with, probably similar type experiences. Yeah, true, true. I mean, it's always, it's, you know, n- no matter what, it, it will always be a, a help in a way that you have your your fellow countrymen and in, 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 your, in your team, I mean... Um, and that's that's you know I I, I also had that in in, in in Utrecht I had Simon Simon Makinok, uh, from a striker from from Denmark as well, and it's always you know you you can talk about other things also and uh, and especially here as a new player, it's always nice to have uh, to have uh, Matthias here because he can you know he can he he, he can tell me about how things work and um, and uh, you know slowly in the beginning here just. Uh, yeah, how, how can I say it? Just tell me how 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 thing works, and and um, and slowly I can I can I can get used to things. So I saw you uh, during the course of preseason. Obviously, as you try to get acclimated, um, probably work on fitness, sharpness, all the things that come in preseason. Um, spending some time with the goalkeeping coach Preston Brepo, going through video, talking things out. How important is that relationship? to make that immediate almost connection so that you feel like you have someone that you can bounce ideas off of while probably for you, you're processing a lot of the stuff, the transfer, the move, all the other things to know that you have somebody um, like a Preston, like a Chris Armas, the rest of the coaching staff as well, that you can openly talk to. That's very important. That's very, very important. I mean, to have to, 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 to create this, this uh, relationship as soon as possible is, is perfect. I mean, uh, the the sooner you can have that, the better. So um, and yeah, especially for for Preston, my goalkeeper coach. You know, I have to feel that he's my guy. He is my guys that 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 I can always come to if I have something, and I can feel that already. So that's 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 very important. I mean, for especially for for a new player. Um, so there's no doubt that I already feel that. Within the group, you have Ryan Mara, you have Kendall McIntosh. Um, and, and I always kind of like at times when I get to go to training, watch 
practice to see what the goalkeepers do and how they interact with one another. What's been the relationship that you've been able to develop so far with the, I'll say the other two in that group? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's always, we, we all want to play football. We all want to play. We know the game as a goalie. There's, you can only have one goalie at a team. So, you know, it's intense, but you also respect one another. And, um, and, um, and it's always healthy and it, and it will, it will always, always help if you have a, a healthy, good, strong goal, goalie group that, that can push, that can, that can push each other. And, um, so I actually think that, that so far it, it has been positive. I mean, um, it's intense, but we, we all want to play that, that, that's how it is. Um, but yeah, let, let the best guy win. And, um so far we can push each other and that's and that's the most important thing growing up in denmark spending i'd have to think your entire life essentially in europe right yeah had you ever been to the states before making this this trip i was uh, with the national team uh once in arizona uh, to be honest um so but no not not new york or you know sightseeing or whatever no yeah which is kind of crazy when you think of it you you have the transfer you make the um, move you, you yeah. kind of skip past New York and come to Arizona. You haven't really even settled into no. what you'll, to what you'll call home. It's crazy. It's it, you know it's crazy. As I as I mentioned before, I mean going from JFK Airport to you know through New York City, under the bridge of you know under Hudson River, there was a bit you know um, it was like am I in a movie or something? Because you know it's it, it coming from Europe. Uh, and going to here, it's it's you know everything is so much bigger here. And New York City, you know, it's the famous city, the this the, the city that never sleeps, and all that stuff. So I mean, that was that was great, and I cannot wait to you know get to know the city better. So yeah, it's amazing. You know, um, before we recorded this, right as we were about to start, you got a phone call from home. Um, I would have to think, right? That's probably one of the challenges for a player who makes that move. Not only do you make the move, but you make the move. And as we just said, skip past where you're going to be in Arizona uh, for preseason training before going back. You know, I, I have to think just having to separate from your family is probably a little bit of a challenge as well. Yeah, I mean, um, of course, it's, it's it's tough in the beginning, but my wife and my, and my daughter are with me actually now. Um, so... They found an, an apartment. My wife is pregnant again. So, I mean, she has been amazing during this process. I mean, a tough nail, I can tell you that. So uh, she uh, she really take care of, of stuff. And um, I mean, she has just been, she, she has, uh, just been an, an amazing support. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, knowing that, that, my, that my family is, is back in Jersey already, that's amazing, and I can't wait to see them again. So they'll feel more comfortable than you will by the time you you kind of get acclimated <laughs> a little bit to uh, probably New Jersey. David Jensen joining us here on our Players Only podcast uh, on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network, kicking it. Um, David, I have to say, and I'm sure you've come across this before. The first time I saw you on the training field after you had arrived in Arizona, my first impression was that is a very large intimidating presence in the goal is that something that you try and play off of yeah of course i you know i have to use my size and um i want to be uh, you know that 
you know, a big goalkeeper. I want to I wanna show myself in the best way. Uh, come for crosses, but also also the technical goalie. I, I also want to be that. And uh, I have a good right foot. And, um, you know, my, my defense can, can, can always count on me that they can always, you know, find me. They can always play me if they're in trouble. And then we, we will figure it out from there. So, I mean, I have to, you know, I, I've, been, I've been good in, in, in giving my defense calm, you know, calmness. But I'm also like an aggressive goalie in, in, in the box. And, uh, and I can set the play pretty early. Um, so, um, so, yeah, that's, um, that's great. You know, for you, at, at your age of, of 27, so you're um, mid-20s, now late-20s, as a goalkeeper, mm. you're you're almost in essence. It's so different than so many other positions. You're moving essentially into the prime of your career from from a experience age standpoint. You see goalkeepers play a lot longer um, into their 30s than the average everyday field player. Do you feel like the experiences that you've had so far in your career and now making the move to Major League Soccer that you're at that point you're ready to um, make that next step, that next transition as you become a more experienced player? Yeah, for sure. But again, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not, uh, I'm not done learning. I have to, I have to learn many things uh, still. So, I mean, you can always learn. You, you, you're never done in in, in learning. So, um, so, so, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm 27. I already, I already experienced a lot of things in my career and, and played some, some big games, which I hope I can bring to the team this, this experience, um, because I want to play, I want to play every time. Um, but I'm ready. I feel great. And, uh, so far it's, it has been a good eight days now. Um, so I'm really looking forward to some, uh, ne- next Sunday. Let me finish with this one. Um, making that move from Europe here to Major League Soccer if you um, had been playing as much as you would have hoped back in Europe you would be almost in mid-season form this has become preseason for you as well to get yourself back in shape back in playing back to that sharp level Um, so to say you know if you're if you're another player perhaps from Europe you're coming over you should be in essence in mid-season type form for you this was a true preseason in a way yeah, it was. It was. I mean, um, yeah. I've, uh, but, but, but again, I've, you know, I've had sessions on the pitch uh, in, in in my former club. So, you know, I was I, I was used to you know catching balls and and the eye coordination was actually okay. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a good level here and here and uh, and and I had I had to get used to that as well. So, uh, but you know, it's 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 coming. I mean, I'm getting there. Um, but I would say I, I I'm I'm very very close to my to my normal form, so uh, so that's great. Appreciate you coming by, giving yeah. us some time. Um, I know all the fans will look forward to seeing you once the MLS season gets up and going. Daughter already? Do we know what number two is? Daughter. Another daughter. Yeah. Okay. So I'm outnumbered. Two girls. You are definitely. Well, you would have been outnumbered anyway, but <laughs> you're true. clearly outnumbered yeah, now. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Dave, appreciate it. Yeah. Look forward to doing this again. Thank you. That is David Jensen. We thank him for his time. Tim Parker giving us a little preview of the MLS season opener against FC Cincinnati. Gordon Stevenson, our technical guru. I'm Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. Thanks as always for joining us. You can catch all these podcasts on Apple, on Google, any of those forums that you listen to. It will keep you busy all during the course of the year. We'll see everybody on Sunday. It's FC Cincinnati. For more information, go to NewYorkRedBulls.com.